Hello and welcome to uh, my podcast, Learn, Raking, Connect with me, Tracy Matthews. So I hope you're well and we are now continuing with part two, which uh, is really a follow-on from what we were talking about. So this space is really about helping us to sort of uncover the energetic origins to a lot of what we are experiencing Because we get stuck, we get blocked. We're suffering at one point or another with health issues or we're dealing with a mental health issue. So this is a space that really we're looking at our physical lives, what we are encountering in our lives and on our spiritual journey. And from a surface, it might seem that there's no correlation to the energetic side or the spiritual side. So that's really why we want to jump in and we just really want to go in now and continue the theme of what we were talking about, which was spirit attachment. Now, if you haven't already listened to part one, I'd really encourage you to check it out because we were talking about this very thing, mental health. You know, when it really plummets and it takes a different turn, And that can be really quite sort of unsettling and um, and sometimes we don't know what's going on. So, of course, we are looking at the energetic origin. That's what this space is is all about. And I really just want to remind everybody and as always, always seek medical advice if we're going through anything like this. You know, it's important that we put our self-care first. But what this space and what we're talking about is understanding it from a, a different perspective. And that is from the spiritual energetic side. So in part two, I'm going to share my own experience and uh, and some of the things that we're going to talk about are patterns that I notice what um, spirits use, discuss a little bit about, well, who are these spirits? And just to help us to adjust our lens a little bit, because prior to this, although I did, you know, work in the field where I was helping and sending to the light um, any earthbound soul and clearing spaces, I, there was I, I'm going to be honest, there was a little bit of sort of like just a twinge of fear because I'm still working through what I was taught on a belief system as opposed to what I was experiencing and going through. So, you know, really the purpose of just continuing this and why there's a second part, like I said, I really would like to sort of share my experience and, um, you know, why do some spirits like to attach to people? And one of the biggest things that I noticed were techniques that were used so that they don't go um, detected, so we don't know that they're there. And the other thing as well I want to really share with others and is, is this the difference between our thoughts and those of the attachments. Because when we're going through a really vulnerable um, situation, we're not feeling right and we're hearing voices, it can be very confusing 
as to who's who and what's what. So some of the information that we're going to talk about here is some I've learned along the way in my spiritual journey. But the rest, I'm going to be honest, is actually a personal experience. And it was actually during an intense 10-month episode of experiencing a spirit attachment from a very close proximity. Um, I felt embarrassed, if I'm honest, because the spirits were hanging around me and it was uncomfortable because what worked previously hadn't quite worked before and I couldn't figure out why. And I could feel, hear and see spirits in a way that I'd never experienced before. So what that looked like for me, there was a sudden shift in hearing voices and I could even distinguish between the different personalities and the energies. So for me, I resisted um, what was unfolding and it felt like seemingly out of nowhere, I'd got this, what looked like on the outside, a serious mental health crisis that had developed. But at the same time, I had this experience where I could see it from the inside. And what I witnessed was something very different. And that's really why I kind of wanted to talk about this and share this. So what I had learned and saw from the inside was actually energetic. But how it was experienced and how it showed up to my family, it had a real life consequences. And that showed up as erratic behaviour. And there was a level of mind invasion, which was on a negative trajectory. While simultaneously, I had this cognizant feeling and sense that the voices were not part of my mind. So this is quite an interesting one because there were moments where I thought they were, this all was me. But as this sort of progressed, I began to realise this isn't actually me. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. So what are earthbound spirits? I think that's really important just to be clear about that. And um, I actually was aware of other entities that I observed. And I'm going to share a little bit about that um, as we go along. But I think when it comes to earthbound spirits and entities, firstly, everyone has a different reference or labels when referring to spirits. Now, you might be familiar with your own names. And I'm going to reel a couple of them off. Now, I've been aware of earthbound souls like when I work in the Akashic Record, Earthbound Souls is ones that I'm familiar with. It might be Earthbound Spirits. It might be ghosts, demons, dark force entities, fallen angels. You know, you might even have some of your own. Does that sort of uh, resonate with you? Do you know some of those terms? And I think as well, it's worth mentioning there is a shared understanding that we're not referring to our spirit guides. We're not referring to angels or other beings which are from the light. So that kind of then really sort of we want to ask the question, so who are these spirits? So this is where I really want to share a little bit of information. You might already know some of this 
for yourself or you might have more additional information. But from my personal um, learning and what I've um, become aware of, these earthbound spirits were once alive. Now, they had a physical human body, just like you and I. And at the time of their transition or when they died, they did not go to the light. Now, even though spirit guides were there and spirit families there waiting to welcome them back, these spirits remained earthbound. So they're without a physical body, but they still retain their mental and emotional bodies in energy form. And this is really quite interesting. There's a lot of reasons and a variety of them as to why spirits might not choose to go home or go back to the light. So in other words, they remain earthbound. Hence, that's why they're called that they're still kind of here on our, in our planet. And um, now it's true that some are confused at the time of their death, not realising that they are out of the physical body. And uh, whilst others are due to a sudden death, um, there might be a bit of a mixed emotion of confusion or even worried about those that they've left behind and they don't want to leave the ones that they've left behind. So what they do is they hang around, but they hang around and get caught up and then get enmeshed so that going to the light then is like they, they don't want to go. Now, there are those um, earthbounds that are angry because perhaps at the people that they've shared a life with or maybe at the person that they've actually they've taken the person's taken their life and they don't want to go back to the light so for whatever reason they've got maybe unfinished business or they're not happy or they're just not ready to do um the work and as we know and depending on where you are in your spiritual journey that we go for a life review, we look at how best we could have been in the life. You know, this is why we come here, is to learn and to have these experiences. So although I encountered earthbound spirits, or souls, however we want to call them previously in my work, and moved them on, I have to admit the level of intrusion that I experienced during that period of around about 10 months was overwhelming and had a series of events that unfolded, which again gave me a completely different perspective, which again has led me to observe these other entities who had like an, a, a different agenda. So who were these entities? So there were the best way that I can describe for me, and of course, this is a personal um, experience. These other entities had been away from source a long time and they hadn't experienced life in a physical body. And they came in with a strong intention to trick, deceive and even masquerade themselves as those from the light with the ability to create um, illusions. And I would go as far as to say anchor hooks, energetic cords 
to a person and um, and I certainly felt that, that that was being done with myself. And the power of deception was so strong. In fact, I would say that the energy was so disruptive. It was quite impactful that I questioned myself and I wondered if they had total power over me. But of course, it was not the case. And, and I really kind of want to stress that there is nothing that has power over us unless at some level we allow it. But that's quite interesting because we need to understand why for ourselves. And that's certainly something that I had to go through. Well, why did um, I have some complicitness in, in that? So it wasn't the case that there was total um, power, but it was interesting that I realised that it was me that had inadvertently enabled their power. I gave them the power over me, and I'm going to explain a little bit more about that later. But for now, I had to admit this whole experience completely confused and rocked my foundation. My belief system, and it took me time to unravel the truth about what I was taught in um, my belief was like religion, a lot of this is demon, devils, don't go there, that kind of thing, as to versus, if you like, what I witnessed firsthand with this experience. And here's the thing, one thing that became um, very um, apparent during these experiences was the systematic patterns that were used. And this is important and um, I'm going to be discussing this next. So this part of what we're going to discuss next will help you to identify the patterns that earthbound spirits and entities um, sort of do when it comes to what I would term as mind invasion. Now, what I mean by these patterns is, first of all, I want to sort of address because this is really important, we all have thoughts and emotions that stem from a negative mindset. And and I think as we go along, we realise that the more negative our mindset is, it, it does lower our vibrations. And these low energy thoughts do take their toll on us over an extended period of time. And I think it's important that we acknowledge that. So this is not all about mind um, invasion and it's all to do with earthbounds. But um, I want to be quite clear on that. We can feel low because there is a lowness or because we are feeling low because of loss or because of whatever that is going on. But this next part of what we're talking about is where earthbound spirits and entities can exacerbate and piggyback on low vibrations and when we're, what we're talking about is taking us to another level so it's just important really to acknowledge that they're not all to blame but they can exploit it so I want to kind of go through with some clear indicators and patterns for you to sort of um, consider that might help you to differentiate yourself if you've gone through this, and it wasn't until I had this experience that this was really important. 
so that we can differ- differentiate rather through thoughts, our own thoughts, from those of any earthbound spirit and entities. Because one of the most um, quite, I'd say, powerful way um, that is used is what I would term as intrusive thoughts. Now, these thoughts are unwanted and come into your mind with absolutely no connective thought patterns. So what that means, it's going to catch you off guard. And quite often they're inappropriate and without any warning. They just bang, they're just straight in. And these kinds of intrusive thoughts have no boundaries. And what I mean by that, it's non-stop speaking in your mind. There's absolutely no let up and it just comes in suddenly. So this is the main way earthbound spirit and entities go unnoticed and without blame. And why is this? Well, this is because the symptoms, these extreme symptoms that we can go through, and we know they're different from when we're feeling low, that these symptoms are often linked with behaviours akin to mental health disorders. But without the context of an energetic origin. So that's just something that's um, key and to sort of keep in mind. So can you tell the difference then between your thoughts and those of spirits? Yes. Yes, you can by the level of intrusion and the negative nature of these Thoughts follow a pattern of focusing on fears. It might be a specific fear that you had. It might be a phobia. And you'll get images. You'll get them to a crescendo of a level that you've probably never experienced before. It might be memories of something painful or memories that you'd prefer not to um, think about or you thought you got over. But these memories just keep coming up. It's almost like it's so negative and it's it's really pulling you down. And a weakness, you know, it's it's with the aim of evoking a reaction in you. And like I said, you know, they can use phobias and depending on your a person's particular fear, they'll inject intrusive. I would say even shocking images, either in your mind's eye or using the illusion of them to manifest in reality. That can be quite unsettling. And uh, sometimes you, you know, if you've gone through something like this or you might be really sort of supporting a family member, these can be really scary, you know. So, um, and it feels real, especially when it starts to do the manifestation in reality. And um, it's really all about evoking worry and fear, which kind of, it's like it's been used against you. So these thoughts are intrusive and they are negative. And these intrusive thoughts come out of the blue, suddenly grip you, And it's at this point where most people seek, and rightly so, medical advice. So in other words, if you put a context and a frame around this now, 
These thoughts don't match your usual thoughts. They're extreme versions of your negative thoughts. And if you're sort of sitting, well, is that what it is? And if that, you will know. And you're going to resonate with some of this. And that's why I really kind of want to share this so that we can get a perspective and understanding why we're going through a really quite um, unsettling period. So let's just shift gears a little bit. Why do some spirits attach to people? Well, some earthbound spirits attach so that they can remain close to a person. Or maybe it's a loved one or a friend. And I've seen that through the course of, um, through working with people in the work that I do, past life regression, the Akashic records, this can happen. However, we have to sort of be aware. However, we just have to be aware that this can open the door to other entities whom we don't know and whose agenda is not supporting and but rather it's negatively draining and a person's energy and what happens when this when it's if you like attachment of another attachment that comes with maybe a loved one or a friend that that kind of opens that door and then there is a living vicariously through the physical body now, this might be that you've noticed that um, alcohol consumption, um, there's lots of things on there that, that can sort of, all of a sudden we've sort of got a pull. We can never seem to sort of like do the things that we want to do. Everything's a struggle. And we just have to be sort of mindful because this is from a perspective that perhaps we weren't conscious. And I'm going to be honest, until I went through it, it's this this is where the difference is of going through something and versus where someone is going through that but you don't quite know what that feels like and this can be really interesting and this is how you can get sort of like more than one or two because it's almost like they they go behind maybe um the earthbound that doesn't have perhaps you know, the um, an agenda to hurt and then they will sort of sneak in and how things then can turn um, a little bit sort of on, on a negative pull and down. So one of the other patterns that goes along with the intrusive thoughts is to look out for is is that shift where you start to hear voices and they're different voices, different personalities and characters. A little bit what we were just talking about. It might be the loved one, the friend, and then another character comes in. Um, and that's something that I picked up, that uh, these characters pretend, and they kind of trick a person, either into thinking that they're a loved one, they might think that they're a spirit guide or an angel, or maybe like we looked at in part one, it might be sort of like a spiritual archetype. So there's a pretense here. And the reason why I use the term fake spirits in this context, because unlike those spirits from the light, 
these turn into coercive rather and quite threatening and anything or a spirit that's telling you what to do is not from the light because those from the light don't actually work that way they work through us it's done with love mine actually my experience actually turned quite threatening and I thought in that case that the masters and teachers were initially loving or this particular one master and teacher but it turned really sinister and I couldn't work it out because I guess there's a little bit of naivety especially when we're told or this is you know I'm such and such from such so Now, I'm not saying, and I've got to be clear here, that we do get connection with the light, with guides, and that's beautiful. There is always going to be a beautiful energy that goes attached to that. That's wonderful. But in this context, it's not going to be like that. Because for me personally, I knew something wasn't right. I didn't feel the love and the warmth. And I felt quite kind of lost. I knew something was off, but I couldn't quite put my finger on. So just to reiterate, those genuinely from the light hold that energy of love. And they guide us with love. And they'll never tell us what to say or what to do and disrespect our boundaries. You know, and I found that an interesting pattern that can lead a person to believe, you know, that it's it's almost like a figment of our imagination that, you know, (laughs) that this is all kind of in our head. It's um, it's all make believe. And there's something else that they do which really sort of supports that because they also do is what I um term as cloaking and hiding. Now this is an interesting technique and this technique keeps a person from knowing that they're still kind of in your aura. In other words they're not detected. So what that looks like, oh our mental health is like gone back to normal a little bit, we're we're feeling okay. But this is really interesting because cloaking is covering and disguising, you know, what they use. So in in other words, we don't know they're there. They're, They're kind of fooling us into thinking that the symptoms have gone, that we're feeling better. We're going on a nice lighter sort of feeling now when we're out of the the darkness and that low patch if as we're talking in this context which we can become quite extreme but I notice in actual fact they lay dormant and they actually attach to parts of the physical body and that's what we were talking about before and in uh, part one you might want to go if you haven't have a listen to that because one of the things that they do and you will sense that part of the body will either be a vibration or it'll be cold. It took me a little while to actually intuit that that was actually what was going on. But this is a thing. A person will intuitively sense that. We're going to feel that. We're going to know it at some level. Where the attachment is situating. 
on our body. And we can feel that, know it, sensation, whatever that is. And this is where sometimes we think we're going a little bit even more crazy because we might sort of not be exhibiting extreme kind of symptoms at that stage. And we kind of know that something isn't right. You know, many of us are going through mental health issues and dealing with it and what's causing it. And I kind of really want to be very clear that this podcast of, you know, part one and part two is referencing a noticeable in sudden decline in our thoughts that have escalated to an intrusive level or with hearing voices. So this is what we're really referring to. This is a, an experience where I had had low periods. I have had loss, especially when some a loved one dies. You know, when we feel naturally whatever we're going through, this was very different. So I'd also like to sort of um, direct you if you're kind of interested in a little bit more and if you'd like to find out about other indicators, you know, please go and have re-referenced that again, that, that part one, if you haven't already, just so that you can sort of put it into a context. It's almost like a pieces of the jigsaw puzzle. You know, it's, it's, it's like we don't understand what it is. All we know is we do not feel right. Something's off. Something has either happened, not necessarily a trigger, or it could well be a trigger. And this is where we've got to just sort of like watch for. And then all of a sudden we really plummet and we go into something we have no idea what it is. And then we kind of come out. And that's what happened to me. I came out two months and thought, what was that? And this is where I had to really sit and kind of understand and, and and just sort of work this out, see it from a perspective and um, and call upon my guides and just call upon that part because that's what we were referring to, that, that higher self, that part of me knew this was different. So something else um, that has to do with recognising um, this, again, there's like a little pattern here. Something that I find out about this is that when I recognised and knew that this was actually not um, my mind or I'm going crazy, that it was actually spirit attachment here. And from this energetic place... It was very noticeable, but on the outside, it was actually portraying me looking like something was really wrong in a crisis when I was at one of my worst. Is that when you know the truth as to where these voices are actually coming from, they know <laughs> that you know. And this is really interesting. I'm going to explain a little bit, a bit about this. Because the truth is that earthbound spirits and all entities are using various ways to cling to a person. That's what they do. They drain energy. You know, and the entities that um, I had, they, they were tricking me. And, and they trick people to either, you know, like on a spiritual pretense 
or ride on the back of vulnerable low periods of our lives by injecting these intrusive thoughts into our mind. And like we were talking about using intermittent cloaking and hiding and disguising themselves. Now, on the other hand, I think it's uh, fair to say that we've all been taught to fear what is what we're talking about here. And this might be a reference or a term that you use as evil spirits or spirit attachments, whatever we want to call it. But I'd have to say from my own experience, it was like being stuck in close proximity with a load of people that didn't have much respect, love or regard. And you know what? It was pretty much mirroring human tendencies at their worst. You know, it reminded me of the Wizard of Oz. You know where the man behind the curtain was able to create this big, scary illusion, this image? Similarly, behind each earthbound spirit and entity is not so scary. Now, I know that might, because when we're going through it, It's really challenging and it challenged my belief system. So it's not so scary, but rather it's a spirit that has its own history. It has its own intention. It's going through its own hurt or anger and personal reasons why they are experiencing themselves away from light. Now, in my situation, once, and again, this is a personal Once the scary mask dropped and I acknowledged on my part that it was my fear that had inadvertently given them their power because I was scared at one point. But guess what happened? They started to leave. And this was really interesting because during meditation, I saw some of the entities who had reservations about returning to the source with fear of being judged by others. And I I sort of could see it was like a sort of of self-projection, if you like, for what they would expect others to do to them. And others shared their sadness of how lost and exhausted they had become away from the light. I saw those that were angry about what happened to them, either in a life which they had not resolved or forgiven the souls from which they shared that life. But, you know, they were coming to terms with that. And what really changed everything for me about earthbound souls and entities and kind of released that fear was how the spirit realm treated them. And they treated them with love. And the source had so much love for these spirits that had made attempts to return. I mean, I was moved, but I was confused. But I soon came to realise that I was holding on to an outdated kind of scary portrayal and belief system that kind of got replaced with the truth. You know, and I hope that this information will help those who have been dealing with some of the patterns that I've mentioned, because it's really my aim to help others understand the energetic 
origin of a real life effect that these low energies around us or these spirits which we don't even some of us were not aware but if we're on our spiritual journey we do become aware but we haven't even attributed to our mental health because these energies can have an effect on our mental health they will make us feel low we will not feel good but you know we're able to sort of see past the fear you know and start to process you know and and understand and raise our vibration by connecting with the source and they will leave and it's quite interesting because i thought perhaps my energy my that that was low but you know it's really quite interesting it's it's really quite interesting because when we go through periods when we're really stuck and we're confused, sometimes we're starting to hear spirit, we hear guides. And of course, in my experience, I was comfortable with hearing from the light. But when I had the experience of hearing from those that weren't from the light, that completely threw me. And this is all part of our spiritual awakening. It's very, very interesting. What we tend to do is misinterpret that, that something's wrong with us. In actual fact, there isn't anything wrong. But what we need to do, and especially in this context, is just to understand it. So that we can, for me, just knowing that there's... I'm something's not wrong with me. <laughs> I thought, am I losing my mind? Is is this what's happening? But actually, I saw the source as something so much more beautiful than I had ever experienced before. And I just saw the other side, you know, whether you're in the flesh or out of the flesh, and these energies were not holding a physical body. And some of the masquerade and the tricks that they do, we think it's us. And we kind of take it on and we sort of kind of go downhill. So really, this is what my intention is to really just share the light and just to help you work through it. And to help you understand what is happening so that you can put into context you know, and, and when we are connecting to source of the light, and for me, one of the biggest takeaways is I feel the difference when I feel my guides. I felt it before, but it's like this experience made me really appreciate. Because when my guides are with me, or I speak with my higher self, or I connect with source, it's beautiful. It doesn't have to do any of that what I had been through. It's not coercive. It doesn't tell you what to do. It enlightens us. It makes us feel good. It holds a space where we feel really good. And that's one of the biggest takeaways that I really wanted to share. That you're all right and we just need to sort of understand what's going on with us in the physical life 
just really sort of understand, you know, sometimes like it's part of our spiritual awakening. You know, where did this come from? I was comfortable with spirit guides and hearing source, going into the Akasha Records and sensing and, and just in my mind, hearing masters and teachers. But when I had that experience, I had something to compare with. And it didn't look very nice on the outside. And it really sent me, you know, in a very vulnerable year. But, you know, when I look back on it now, I'm really grateful because I can just see the difference. And we can just see when we're in these extreme situations, of course, seek medical advice. But, you know, we can also look at the energetics. We can also then start to really understand the real picture and uh, of what's going on for us in the physical lives. So I hope you found this information um, useful. You might want to tune in to other topics which we're talking about, um, various topics about life and the spiritual journey. And as uh, I always like to say, we're uncovering the energetic origin of it so that we can understand our physical lives, so that we can have the joy and the peace. And of course, if you would uh, like any more information or just go and visit the website, then please do that at learnreikingconnect.co.uk. So until then, do take care and uh, bye for now.